Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Red Flags by Just Her. Thank you guys so much for tuning in last week to episode two. We spoke about toxic relationships and how that shit basically fucks with you. And it's no good, so we're not going to do that anymore, right people? But this week we have a guest. Her name is Kene, and she also has a podcast. Kene. Hi guys, my name is Kanae. Um, my podcast is called Talkative Tuesdays. You can look that up on Apple Music, Spotify, uh, pretty much every podcast platform, honestly. Yes, and me and Kanae have been friends for a few years now. A lot, a lot of years. <laughs> a lot of years. Wait, damn, it's about to be 10 years we've been out of high school, yeah. and I met you. Oh, yeah, oh girl. <laughs> so, um,. Just a little brief recap of how we met. She is my cousin's ex-girlfriend that, of course, I loved and I kept in contact with. I don't give two shits. But that's how our relationship started. And, yeah, we never really lost touch. But on this week's episode, we are going to touch on basically the effects of past trauma and how it basically affects us in our adult lives. And surprisingly... This trauma, you know, everybody automatically thinks trauma has to do with abuse and rape and those type of things. But you don't actually have to go through those type of things. It could be non-physical. And that's basically where your mental comes in. And just witnessing certain things in your past as a child and how everything basically... It's like a domino effect of how that shit fucks with your life, basically. And, um... We're just going to touch on a few things, a few experiences that basically a lot of people who are scared, embarrassed to admit, and sometimes they don't even know, like, that they're even dealing with a traumatic situation. So I'm going to kick it over to Kane, and she's just going to, you know, pinpoint some things, some red flags that in her life where she felt like... She it affected her in her adult life. So, hey girl, Hi. go ahead, don't be shy. <laughs> All right. So, um, my first point is going to be basically my parents fought a lot growing up. Like, I have honestly one good memory of my parents kissing, and I can tell you a million stories about them fighting. So, me being a child, my parents broke up when I was nine. So, from birth till nine years old. All I saw was fights and fights and fights and fights and fights. Jeez. Right. So, um, and it didn't matter. In the house, outside, like, they probably gonna kill me for telling their business. <laughs> but, um, that definitely changed who I am and, like, it altered my relationships with people now. Um, so, let me just stop you. Do you feel like, um, them fighting took a toll on, like, your friendships or mainly your relationships it was it's a little bit of both honestly and of course this is like i'm not knowing that this is an issue but for my friendships it's uh okay with my relationships um seeing them fight so much i grew up to be like afraid of conflict Okay. Because to me, an argument is going to lead to a fight. There's no sitting down and discussing our issues and right. disagreements. It's just going to be straight hands and feet. Right. 
Whereas with my friendships, I didn't have an issue with that. So I can talk it out or me and my friend can argue mm-hmm. and I can address certain issues. Whereas with my relationships, I was sort of afraid yeah, to yeah, even yeah. initiate that conversation. So because of, of what you witnessed growing yeah, up. Yeah, I didn't want it to, to escalate to that. So it, instead of us fighting, let me just not even mention that this is bothering me. So it came off as a Kanae cares more for her niggas than she does for her friends because, oh, you want to nitpick with your girlfriends, but with a guy, you let him do whatever. And that's not the case at all. It's right. just uh, I'm more comfortable expressing, expressing myself to yourself. my friends exactly. more so than a guy. And that's only because of what you witnessed. Yes. And did you, ever, did you ever, like, actually explain that to your friends when you actually noticed? Like- no, because then I didn't know that that was why I was how I am how I was. So when did you actually realize like this is what has been fucked with me for so long and now I know what it is and now I know how to move forward? Uh, last year in November. Pause. Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> when you really it's, it's it's very weird because at the age that we are mm-hmm. we're still learning things about ourselves. It was just last year well I'm lying two years ago that I finally surfaced to the fact of my issues when it comes to relationships as far as like why I have trust issues and my issues basically stem from my father. He wasn't in my life and my biggest thing in a relationship is disappointment. I don't want to be disappointed because I've been disappointed since I was young. My father, all he's done is disappoint me from the last time I saw him when I was seven to now I'm about to be 27 straight disappointment so when i'm in a relationship with somebody and they disappoint me it's like boom fuck all one strike two strike three strikes right then and there i'm good and i walk away from the situation so trust me i get it not but not knowing what the issue is but you know it's an issue Mm -hmm. but at this age that we are at we're still finding things out about ourselves but go ahead continue It's fine. We're going to catch it up. So, that was just the first topic on, you know, how traumatic situations affect you in your adult years. And we're going to kick off into, basically, kids witnessing infidelity. Now, you said that you also witnessed that as well. No, my bad. No, sorry, scratch that. That was one of the topics that you wanted to touch on. Mm-hmm. Kids witnessing infidelity and how can that affect them in their adult mm-hmm. years. So what do you want to say about that? So for children witnessing infidelities. Um, for example, if a father cheats on the mother and he still comes home every night, their daughter might grow up thinking, okay, well, this is this it's okay for daddy to step out right, this and is what deal I with every other woman on the block. But mm-hmm. as long as he comes home to mommy... They're okay. Right. No, that is not okay. Or their son might think, it's okay for me to step out on the woman I'm with as long as I come home at the end of the day. That's what counts. And that is not the case at all. Like, it's creating a standard. It's a stigma. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a stigma. Mm-hmm. And they ultimately feel like it's okay. In their mind, it, that's all they saw. And that's... Being the fact that that's all they saw, then it it registered like, okay, yeah, my father did it or my mother did it, so I'm going to do it. It was no issue with it before, and that's Mm -hmm. all I know, and that's how they move going forward, not knowing that 
you're you legit are traumatized from yeah. what your parents were doing. And then on the flip side, if um for example, if a, a girl sees her father cheating on her mother, she might grow up to despise men. So now she's gonna grow up heartless and she can't commit and she can't do this because for what? My father couldn't commit to my mother, what am I gonna commit to a man for? Which is true. A lot of kids, um, not even the kids, the parents gotta realize that their actions definitely are watched mm-hmm. by these kids. And every kids, day. when you're younger, you take in a lot of information because you're learning. You're learning in every situation. But parents, they got to understand that whatever they do falls back. Mm-hmm. And it might not affect them right then and there. But trust and believe, down the, li- down the line, your kids are picking and choosing every little thing that you're doing and they're ultimately moving with it like oh psh, my mother did it my father did it okay yeah. cool so i'm gonna go with the i'm gonna go with the wave right so i definitely agree with that but it's not cool at all it's definitely not cool <laughs> at, at all. all so let's not let that be a a thing going forward also i don't know how you guys feel about children growing up with one parent in the household my household was a one parent household and i feel like my mother did an amazing job with me she was my mother and my father and she did a bomb ass job you understand me but at the same time being in a one parent household it does affect you and like i said traumatic doesn't have to be physical harm it could be mentally, and everything ultimately comes back to your mental. It affected me because I had disappointment issues or whatever the case might be, whatever you want to call it. But ultimately, I was I was fine as a kid because my mother filled that void. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as I got older, I started noticing things, and it was super repetitive. And I had to pinpoint what the issue was. And now that I know what the issue is, I know how to move. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I can say that. So it's for me, it's kind of weird because although my parents broke up when I was nine, my father was still around. Like my once they broke up, they they were great. They were like the best of friends. To this day, my mother and my father can sit and have a great conversation. They go to each other's family events. They just weren't compatible together in a relationship. Okay. Um. But I think it's great. that I'm so happy now that I realized that it's okay. Like, you don't have to be together just because you're married and you have a kid. They Their relationship now is, is out of this world. I love the fact that my parents are friends after all the shit that they've been through. And that's how it should be. I feel like ultimately going into a relationship or whatever, you need to be friends first mm-hmm. before anything else. And people, a lot of people skip that, skip that step. Yes. And that's why a lot of these, you you find that a lot of these baby showers is one girl there mm-hmm. and their father's not there or whatever because they didn't take that time to actually get to know who they're having a kid with and who yeah. they're having a kid, uh, a baby with and they're bringing it into a world where shit ain't peachy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like we should definitely touch on that more and basically how our relationship foundation and the way we re- basically how we interact with people after being in such a traumatic situation basically from a kid till now what has happened to you where you feel like it affects your relationship going forward or past relationship mm-hmm. doesn't matter what so do you think? i have a perfect example so 
she already mentioned that I'm her cousin's ex. Um, <laughs> after him, it was honestly like he was my first love, high school sweetheart, my first like first boyfriend, whatever. It wasn't until five years after we broke up that I truly caught feelings for somebody else, and I was like, "Am I broken? Like, I don't understand what happened." My whole thing was I was terrified of love because I didn't want it to go left. I didn't want things to get messed up and be hurt or have that issue where we're fighting and screaming at each other and like just all this other stuff. So in order to protect my heart and my peace and just be okay, what I thought was okay, I was like avoiding it all completely. If somebody even showed too much feelings towards me, I'm like, oh no, not interested. Sorry, I don't want it. Knowing I want like I want a husband, I want all of these good things. I want a great guy. But as soon as I, a great guy showed me what he was, I was like, no, no, thank you. Run the other way. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel you. So I am um, currently getting over a traumatic breakup. And um, it's like I said, it's not the easiest things. I've been through some shit, bad arguments, physical fights. It's just, it was just a lot. And that, like I said, it's not always physical, but sometimes it is. It's very traumatic, and it takes a while to bounce back from it. I'm at a point where I don't... I'm not looking to date anybody. I'm not looking to entertain anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't even want a man touching me at this point because I don't trust men right now. And it's sad because, you know, you shouldn't let the, the last person have an effect on how you love the next person, but when you've been in a traumatic situation, you don't know how to trust them. Mm-hmm. And the first thing in a relationship, you should be able to trust the person and feel comfortable around whoever. And once that gets violated, it's hard to bounce back from it. So I definitely understand the scared of be- scared of loving somebody. Also, being in a situation where somebody is loving you so much and you're just like, huh? I don't know. What yes. <laughs> is wrong with you? So I definitely understand the going through a traumatic situation and then how your next situation basically is affected by what happened prior to. I, I personally feel like it's a strong man and a strong woman. Whoever you deal with after going through a traumatic breakup relationship, they you're going to put them through fucking hell because of the simple fact that you're looking for a red flag to go off in everything Mm -hmm. that happens. You're so used to the last situation, y'all arguing and the shit escalating, Mm -hmm. that when you argue with this person and they like, not argue, but you know, y'all might have a disagreement and they give you a different side. Like, wait a minute, I'm not used to that. That ultimately scares you. And you're like, wait, I'm not, wait, is something wrong with me? Like, I should be happy, but at the same time, you're raising a red flag for no reason. So... It does absolutely affect you going forward after you are recently or even it could be years in between out of the situation. Yeah, just that next situation that is regardless of how long it's been, I feel like there's still going to be some times where things are going to resurface. Absolutely. It, because it's just, that's just the process. You just have to go through the motions. So a part of you healing and growing from it, you have to face it. And when that problem presents itself, um, for example, the guy that I caught feelings for finally after a million years, 
I started to like second guess myself in the relationship and I, I would tell him that. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not I'm not feeling like, are you happy? Am I doing you know, just checking in and he would be like, Yo, we good, like don't worry about it. If right. you feel like you're second guessing yourself, let me know and I'll whatever you need me to do like the to make you feel better. Yeah, yeah, just communicate that. But that's also a, a big thing of a part of healing, you have to be vulnerable. You have to put yourself out there. Exactly. Because that person that you're dealing with has to know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Which is true. Which is absolutely true. I feel like right now, um, me putting myself out there is not an option. Mm-hmm. Because I've jumped from relationship to relationship to relationship. And I've never really had the time to be alone and to actually work on me or be in a relationship with myself Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm basically focused on right now because I need to honestly be in tune with myself before I can even give that type of energy that type of love to anybody because I need to love myself again Mm -hmm. because I lost myself in that situation and I'm happy that I'm out of it but it's kind of like starting all over. Mm-hmm. I'm about to be 27. Don't nobody want to fucking start over. <laughs> so. It sucks. You it literally sucks. have to relearn yourself. And it, reintroduce yourself to yourself really into the world. It does suck. And I want to just quote something where um, my homegirl Anastasia. She also has a podcast. <laughs> um, she said something yesterday. And it really stuck out to me. She said... How do you go to work after a bad breakup or somebody break up with you? How the fuck do you expect to function Girl. at work <laughs> when you going through a breakup? That shit is the worst. That shit happened. That shit happened on a Sunday, and you gotta go to work on Monday. You got a whole five <laughs> days to get through the week. How are you functioning? That shit is crazy. How about like I broke up with my ex. On my way to work. <laughs> In route. <laughs> Legit on the train, texting him going off. And I was, I got to work, I'm in the bathroom crying. I'm like miserable. It was the worst day ever. But yeah, that's a struggle. That is a real like, y'all wanna know what struggle is? <laughs> that is a struggle right there. So I just wanted to touch on that. Like she said it yesterday on Instagram, and I was like, bitch, yes, <laughs> I know. It is the worst because you are legit. Like, heartbroken. And then motherfuckers at work asking you questions. You looking at them like, you dead ass. Right. Mind, you can't even be mad at them, but you mad at them. So, I definitely wanted to just bring that up right there. Anastasia, girl, you be knowing. <laughs> but, um, back to what we were saying, though. Like, honestly, the bounce back from being in a traumatic situation, it is not the easiest thing ever. Because you, you, you're basically soul searching. And you're trying to find yourself again in... It ain't the easiest thing. It's ugly. It is. It is ugly. Like, you literally have to nitpick and analyze everything that you knew about yourself and try to figure out, okay, what do I want to bring forward with me? What am I leaving right here, right now? This is not working. That is a fact. That is an absolute fact. But then, you know what's crazy? I also want to touch on, um, basically, the people who have these traumas. You know, a lot of people are scared to admit it. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're scared to ask for help. And I tell everybody that it's nothing wrong with therapy. It is nothing wrong with that shit at all. I remember you touched on it in your your podcast one time. And I was even thinking about going to therapy. And turned out that this podcast became my therapy. Mm -hmm. Because I got to actually talk. And I actually got to 
tell people what the what was on my mind because I felt like I kept everything bottled up and I didn't want to be an embarrassment. Being in that situation, I felt embarrassed. Mm-hmm. The fact that I had to tell my mother and my sister what I was going through because I said that I would never go through no situation like that, I was embarrassed to even admit that I was in a traumatic situation. So this became my outlet. I did sit down and talk to somebody before, but this felt more comfortable to me. Mm-hmm. It's nothing wrong with admitting it. There's nothing wrong. And I had to, I had to like let that shit register with yeah. me. Like it's nothing wrong with it. My sister told me you shouldn't feel embarrassed. It's not your fault that that person did what he did or whatever the case might be. You shouldn't feel embarrassed. And I want to tell everybody that you should not feel embarrassed if you've been through a traumatic situation, even if you were the kid and you know you're realizing it now or it just happened, like me, it's nothing wrong with admitting it. Because at the end of the day, you'll, you're going to bounce back. Yeah. It might take time. It ain't going to happen overnight, but you will bounce back. Yes. And I feel like the first step is admitting it. For sure. It's, yeah, you have to. That is the first step. Because you have to know what you have to work on. But let me just say, you grow through what you go through. So as long as you are admitting and Bitch, wait, pause. <laughs> you won't say that again. What you just said? You grow through what you go through. (laughs) That is a fact. That is an absolute fact. But today, I just wanted to um, actually introduce a segment in my podcast called Talk Your Shit. It's basically, I'm only doing this when I have guests on. And it's basically, I give them 60 seconds to just basically go off on this week's topic and how do they like how do they feel about it? How did it affect them? You could give an experience, past experience, doesn't really matter. Just go off, talk your shit, Kane. Woo child. Alright. So um I just told you guys that my parents had um a very whew, very violent relationship. Um they never I was never like abused in any way or anything like that. Just witnessing them fighting or whatever. And it it just altered me a lot. I was scared of com. I was afraid of conflict. I was afraid of love. I was afraid of commitment, just because I know that that fighting might happen. But now that I've acknowledged what the initial problem was, I can face it. And it's like it's okay. Love don't have to be fighting. That you know, love it's is good. not supposed to be fighting. Right? Exactly. It exactly. Is not at all. That is not love. It's not love at all. And now I know that I can I can work past those fears and be great. So guys, we're just gonna bring it to an end. Um, that is the wrap of Red Flags by Just Her this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it and tune in next week. Yours truly, Just Her. <laughs>